Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Let me make an announcement. There is a woman running for President of the United States in 2020. A woman. Who knew? You probably didn't know. Let me tell you why I want to talk about this woman. Because one of our fantastic listeners wrote me and said, why don't you ever talk about the Libertarian Party candidates? The guy said, I'm not a Libertarian. I'm right of just slightly right of center like you are, Stephen. But why don't you ever talk about them? I'd love to hear you talk about them. And so I'm going to do that. The Libertarian Party often doesn't get a lot of attention in our presidential elections, but uh, it has a profound impact on a lot of people's lives. It uh, galvanizes some traditional American views, and I think it's a party that probably we ought to pay attention to. I'm not a Libertarian. Uh, I'm an Independent. I vote uh, slightly right of center, but not hard right, as I say often on this podcast. But I think the Libertarian Party has some very good views and some very good perspectives. And I'm happy to comply with the request of our friend, the listener, and to talk about the Libertarian Party. And especially since in this particular election, the Libertarian Party nominee for president of the United States is a woman named Joe Jorgensen. Now, she's a pretty amazing woman. She's accomplished some pretty awesome things. Uh, And so it's interesting that she'll be running, by the way, the only woman who's topping, who's leading a a major party in this presidential election. Her name's Joe Jorgensen, pretty accomplished woman. She built a multi-million dollar software company. She has an MBA, a PhD in psychology. She's a professor, uh, at least part-time, at Clemson. Uh, She's very gifted, very articulate. Her vice presidential nominee is a gentleman named Spike Cohen, who has a great sense of humor, and he's her VP nominee. Uh, She was the Libertarian Party vice presidential nominee in 96. Since then, she has continued with the party. She has worked. She is visible. She is articulate. She is gifted. So let's talk about the Libertarian Party for just a moment. The Libertarian Party maintains the concept that government is one of the main, I'll use the word evils, my word, not theirs, in our generation. That we need to be careful about government, that government really is an oppressor. Government is a problem and we need to lean more in American uh, polity and American politics and American governance towards individual responsibility. Now, this sounds like some very core American values. This sounds like some very core American ideals. And so that's why the Libertarian Party draws the attention that it does. It Actually, I'm intrigued by the fact that the Libertarian Party tends to uh, mix up, tends to blend views that are left and right. For example, Joe Jorgensen, were she appointed, um, were she elected to the presidency, uh, she would forgive all those convicted, all people convicted of crimes uh, that are of the victimless type of crime. In other words, victimless crimes. Um, So no one would be in prison for pot. Uh, No one would be in prison for drug use. Uh, No one would be in prison for a whole slew of white collar kinds of crimes uh, that are are victimless, where there are not people who are impacted by it. Um, I won't go any further with that. I'll let them articulate that themselves. But there's an example. Uh, They absolutely 
would forgive. She says as soon as she got in office, she would forgive all those convicted and imprisoned for victimless crimes. Good example. Um, she is not necessarily pro-life herself, but she would like to see the abortion plank removed from the Libertarian Party platform. Uh, she says that she thinks that keeps people from the party. Uh, 80% of Americans believe that abortion ought to be allowed in the first uh, trimester. You, borrowing language from Roe v. Wade, 1973 of the Supreme Court, trimester language. Uh, and she would like to see a lot of pro-lifers in the party because she says, actually, when it comes to the size of government, when it comes to other issues, many, many pro-lifers, many Christian conservative types are actually aligned with the Republican Party. And many of them are very frustrated, I'm sorry, very aligned with the Libertarian Party. And many of them are frustrated with the Republican Party uh, because they are not standing guard on, on big government any longer. So actually, she says, many of these people, we feel better in the Libertarian Party. Uh, there are a slew of other uh, issues on which they, uh, the Libertarians and Joe Jorgens in particular, would differ from both Democrats and Republicans. Uh, for example, she does not believe the government should have uh, enforced any kind of restrictions in response to coronavirus. People should have made decisions for themselves. There should not have been shutdowns. There should not have been bans. There should not have been uh, requirements that people stay home. There should not have been required closing of governments. I'm, I'm sorry, of businesses. Uh, these are things she says have done a great deal of damage. And that, by the way, of course, she's opposed to the government bailouts and the government stipends and the and the various forms of government largesse and response to the shutdowns uh, required uh, in the face of coronavirus. And she says, by the way, those bailouts and that aid would not have been required had the government not shut down businesses in the first place, which is going to do far more damage. You see the bent. The Libertarian Party is very much oriented towards individual responsibility, uh, very suspicious of government, very suspicious of high taxation, very suspicious of the two political parties, of course, which do not, which both seem to be uh, perfectly fine with large government and even high taxes. Uh, I heard a conservative, a Republican senator say not long ago, we are all Keynesians now. Those words would never have come out of the mouth of a conservative not too long ago, but now conservatives don't seem to be as concerned about the issue of big government. That's the main evil in the eyes of a libertarian. Now, I've never voted libertarian, I don't mind telling you, and the reason is abortion. As you know, though I am a broad person and can think about other issues and have strong views about other issues, I do have a litmus test and I don't apologize for it. Every day, 1,700 people, this is the number that's used most in Washington, 1,700 human beings are put to death through abortion in America. Now, I've said this many times before, let me say it briefly again, let's just make that some other group than the unborn than those in the womb. Let's make it uh, older white men like me. Let's make it Native Americans. Um, let's make it 16-year-old Asian girls. Let's make it 42-year-old African-American men. Let's make it any class you want to make it. If 1,700 of them were dying a day, we would be paying attention to that. It would be the top of every news. It would be the litmus test for every, every politician. It would be the most discussed subject. 1,700 people a day. 1,700 people a day. So 
I need to see that wiped out of American life. We now have other ways for women to prevent uh, pregnancies. This is not a feminist issue in my view. Uh, This is a human rights issue. Women can prevent pregnancies the morning after. They can prevent the possibility of pregnancy in advance. I'm not saying I'm necessarily morally with all those approaches, but they are legal. Uh, They are medically supported. And so there's no reason to be terminating a pregnancy as you can in New York uh, the day before it might have been born. That's literally possible. And you've, many of you listening to this have seen births. I've seen births. I've seen my children born, seen grandchildren born. Uh, I, I recognize, and I've said it many times, that beautiful babies born on Tuesday, but on Monday in many states, some states, some states anyway, it could have been, uh, it could have been terminated and in horrible, violent ways that you don't want to hear me describe. So some of you are going to say, well, why are you talking about abortion when you were talking about the Libertarian Party and Joe Jorgensen? I'm saying that I'm very much with a great deal that's in the Libertarian Party platform. Uh, I believe in small government. I believe in limited taxation. Uh, I I believe that we have far too many people in federal prisons, far too many African-Americans for sure. And we have people in in, in prison for crimes that ought not be uh, prison worthy. There's just no question about that. Uh, I believe in models that have to do more with restitution. I believe that um, I believe, even though I'm, I'm it's, again, I'm, I'm like, I think I feel a little kinship with the Libertarian Party because I'm sometimes confusing. Um, I will not lift a finger to see pot legalized, but I think that, that, that there's no reason for it to be criminalized. Uh, I, I see no reason to criminalize pot, but it's not a, a front edge issue for me. I'm going to exert my attention on things that I've mentioned here many times, like abortion, etc. So, I'm like the libertarians. They're, they're like, they're more concerned about government. They're more concerned about the size of government. They're more concerned about the pressure on government uh, in individual lives. They want to see people free. They want to see people free to make their own choices. Uh, they believe in the hidden hand of the market, kind of Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations perspective that markets work things out uh, and that individual initiative uh, is very much the guiding light of the American uh, society, American economy. Uh, these people would be very much uh, devoted to the t- to the writings and uh, stories of Ayn Rand, A Y N Rand, R A N D. Many of you know who she is. Uh, and so it's a party that I think has valid ideas. I think it ought to be considered. Why don't I vote Libertarian? It's because of abortion. Uh, I, uh, again, am not some guy who's of limited IQ. I trust <laughs> anyway and, uh, and can't think beyond abortion. But if 1,700 human beings are dying given uh, due to a certain cause every single day in America, I think it bears attention. And I'm not going to apologize for bringing it up. I'm not going to apologize for it guiding my politics. I'm not going to apologize uh, for talking about it publicly. So I like the libertarians. I think they've got a lot to offer. Now, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell, forgive the the strong analogy. They don't have the snowball's chance of being elected. Um, People hardly know who they are. They don't qualify for the big debates. They should. I'd love to see Joe Jorgensen take on both Trump and Biden, by the way, and challenge a lot of these, uh, the ideas that have gained um, become all current in the Republican and Democratic parties. Uh, but I, I can't, uh, they aren't going to gain that kind of traction. 
That's just not going to happen. It hasn't happened for years. Now, I will tell you that I do believe strongly uh, in additional parties being essential for America. I do not believe we should be locked into the two-party system. I believe the two parties we have do not represent the majority of Americans. Uh, I find myself a, a, a slightly right-of-center independent um, because I'm, I'm saddened by the Republican Party in its current state um, and can't go to the far left that the Democratic Party is not leaning to, is now leaning to. And so I think there's a role for other parties. Uh, I think we would benefit from that, not necessarily urging a parliamentary system, but I do think other political parties uh, would be would be valid and we would we would benefit from them. We certainly could use an infusion of some libertarian libertarian ideas uh, into our politics today. That's that's by the way, libertarians are what Republicans were supposed to be some years ago. But basically, Democrats and Republicans today argue for the most part over how to do the same goals through different means. And the one thing that made, makes me lean, I'm just giving my personal perspective because many of you ask for it, the one thing that makes me lean more towards Republican candidates for the most part uh, has to do with abortion and some other moral issues in American public policy. So here's my review. I think Joe Jorgensen has a lot to say. I think she's a compelling candidate. I think the Libertarian Party is not full of a lot of crankpots and weirdos. I think it has good ideas. They are core American ideas. I think you ought to consider them uh, as ideas. As a party, it does not gain traction in the, amongst the American electorate. It's not, Of course, she's not going to become president. But the fact that they're running a woman, the fact that they're running a successful woman, the fact that they're running a principled woman, the fact that many Libertarian ideas are core American ideas from the beginning. Uh, the fact that there's a whole body of scholarship and writing and a heritage behind libertarian ideas, not just in America, but in the world, in the West, um, is something that ought to be considered. And I'd love to, I would give anything, by the way, almost anything, uh, to see a Trump-Biden-Jorgensen debate, debate on national television. I think that would be good for the country. Now, if you're interested in knowing more about libertarianism, I strongly recommend Reason Magazine. I get it. I read it. Again, I'm not a libertarian for reasons that I've expressed, but I get it. And the leading light of libertarianism, I would say in America, is a guy named Nick Gillespie. You've probably seen him speaking on Fox and sometimes other channels. Uh, he tends to wear a black leather jacket. Uh, he has dark hair. Uh, he's got a great sense of humor. He's a lot of fun. Smart man. I believe he's still the editor of Reason Magazine. Forgive me for not knowing that as I I record this podcast, but pay attention to the libertarians. They've got good ideas. They'll challenge you. They'll challenge your statist assumptions. Uh, they'll raise some important questions. They'll challenge you to think differently about your, your religious precepts when it comes to politics. I think they're a healthy, um, fresh wind in my thinking and in American politics. They simply aren't going to get elected. So the value that they play, the value they are to us right now, uh, is that they offer alternate ideas. Uh, they are a voice both from the past and perhaps to some degree a voice of the future. And they're good for us to consider. So there you go. I have talked about the libertarian candidate. I uh, should have done it earlier. I pay a lot of attention to the libertarians challenged by their ideas, share some of their ideas, and I think you ought to probably pay attention to them too. In this election, though, the lockup is between Biden and Trump and two very damaged parties. And that perhaps is why many of you are beginning to ask me more about the libertarian parties. I'm stuck. 
I prob I might not be a libertarian for other reasons as well, but certainly can't be because of abortion. However, if Joe Jorgensen gets that plank removed from the platform and the party does not push uh, abortion, and it's basically about individual responsibility and checks on American government and things of that nature, uh, I could see myself maybe leading libertarian. I'm ne- I'm never going to stop being an independent. I could see myself voting for a libertarian candidate. Um, who promised to do the right things about abortion. All right, that's it. More soon. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.